Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about cross training for motocross. So, cross training is a very broad term, um, kind of gets used in a lot of different ways. I'm going to give you my little definition of it and how I view cross training. Um, but, you know, cross training is. Um, it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. A lot of people use it in discussion. A lot of people, you know, they think they're doing cross training or, you know, they'll, you know, kind of tend to use it. And, you know, I just kind of want to do this episode to kind of give you my thoughts on it, um, sort of the benefits, some of the drawbacks, and really just kind of talk about, you know, kind of put a perspective on this topic so that when you are using cross training, um, you know, for your program, you know, just that you have a little bit, you know, more context to it. You can kind of apply a little bit more thought process to it and um, just kind of give you a little more depth to this topic so that, you know, it's something you can understand a little bit more. And um, again, this, a lot of this is just kind of my take on it. Um, You know, when you, when certain people talk about cross training, like in other sports, let's say like running, for example, like runners, you know, they may say like they're going to add in plyometric training as a form of cross training. And, you know, you can kind of say it that way. I mean, kind of really define anything you want, however you want, as long as you understand what you're doing. Uh, The names really don't matter as much as what people like to think they do. But, um, you know, in in my kind of experience or my thought process of this, if, you know, if you do plyometrics as a form of cross training for running, this is just one example, by the way, you know, it's just – to me, it's just another form of training. It's just a different method because, um, you know, running is a form of plyometrics. And, you know, so it's just you're just kind of training the ability. It's just different from what you're used to doing on a day-to-day basis. So, again, it could be like, hey, I'm going to do some yoga for some cross training. But if you're going into a planned class, you know, to do yoga, is it really cross training? Um, so I'm going to give you my definition to run with. You don't have to agree with it, but this is was. I'm going to kind of set the tempo for what the rest of this episode will be like um, as far as how we're going to relate to what cross training is. So my definition is it is staying active in variations of your sport, but it's kept unplanned, fun, and lighthearted in nature. So you want to think of it as unplanned exercising and it has, it is not a form of planned training. And, um, so basically what it is, is just activities that are similar to what your sport is, but it's not planned. You're just kind of like the only really planning you're doing is just saying, Hey, on this day, I'm going to go ride mountain bikes with my friends. We're going to go hit up this trail. That's about as much as the planning. It's not going to be, Hey, I'm going to stay in this heart rate zone. I'm going to do it for this long. Um, it's just really more just free flowing exercise that, you know, it's not riding your dirt bike, but you may be on a mountain bike. So also with the definition, you know, I said it's kept, you know, it's a variation of your sport. So when we kind of say that we have to kind of break down, you know, the different activities that could be potential for, um, that we would consider a variation for motocross. So I kind of made a little, little, uh, cross training motocross spectrum here as far as like different activities you could choose from and I actually took them from general to specific so on the general side of things like you know something very general to motocross training 
we could just say is simply just walking. So I, I honestly just wouldn't even consider that um, a variation. It's just more of just, you just do that day to day. So that's just why I put it all the way on the general side. I'm just kind of making an extreme example out of this. But, um, you know, so I went from general, I went walking, then I went, you know, snowboarding, wakeboarding, skiing, things like that. Then we're going to move over to jet skiing. And then to get a little more specific, we'll go mountain biking. Then maybe even a little more specific, we could say BMX. And then even a little more specific, we could say trail riding, play riding, free riding, you know, things like that. So we actually, are, you're on your dirt bike, but it's unplanned activity. You know, so, you know, maybe a, um, an enduro rider has a, um, has a, uh, a trials bike. So maybe they just plan some of their cross training is just going out on their trials bikes and just doing different types of, um, you know, obstacles and things like that. Maybe you're, you race hair scrambles or GNCC and, you know, a cross training day for you is just, um, riding with your buddies it's it's um you know it's you're still doing the sport it's pretty specific but you're just going trail riding and just having fun and just kind of like you're still getting work in but it's just kept fun it's unplanned it's lighthearted and you're not taking anything seriously and you know again like if you're a motocross rider and you know you're going out and just finding different jumps to hit and you're just trying to throw whips to me i'd consider that cross training as well so that's really my definition of cross training. Um, I don't like to really use it as a form of, you know, a different type of training. To me, I like to look at it more as just like exercising. It's light activity, and it's actually more of a, a release of what you know your day to day grind is to be. So that's how I view it. Because anytime you're getting into just planned activity, um, in my mind, it is just training and it is, you're using it as a form of, you know, specific training to get better at your sport to where cross training just allows us to, you know, kind of break up the monotony, but we know in the back of our mind, we're still putting in some good work. So what are some of the, you know, the benefits I've kind of elaborated on a little bit already, but we'll kind of get a little more, um, specific here what we're talking about and so i'm gonna give you three benefits to cross training and number one is it breaks up the monotony so really what it kind of does is help gives you like a mental break from that day-to-day grind of doing you know your motos you're going to the gym you're doing what you need to do to win or to compete at your highest level and you know it's like as much as you need to do that sometimes you know we just we need to step away mentally as well so you know, we talk about physically recovering, but, you know, mentally it's okay to like take a moment and just like get away for a minute and just do something that, that just gives your mind a mental break. And, um, you know, kind of just allows you just like a little mental reset for, for the time. But what's good about it is it keeps you physically active, you know, even in a general sense, that's not bad because it's still going to promote activities like you know, everything in that list, you know, all the benefits you're going to get from those activities are all, you know, you're going to build some muscular endurance, you're going to build some aerobic abilities and all of that, like you're still going to maintain the things you need to race your dirt bike, while doing all these 
fun activities, you know, that are fun for you. And that's going to kind of like just allow you to break away from from that day to day grind. And it's going to be relieving. But at the same time, you know that it's better than just sitting around the couch watching Netflix all day. And there are moments like that, that too. I mean, obviously, sometimes you do need to sit around on the couch or you need to just chill out and go in a dark room and watch a movie or something. But that's not really not what we're talking about right now. So not that that's bad, because I do recommend that a lot to some of my racers um, is just go chill out for a day. But um, on the other sense, like if you want to stay active, but you just have a day like, hey, I just want to do things that are just like I train hard, you know, Monday through Thursday. But Friday is just kind of my day to to go do some other fun activity. You know, that's you know, that's all fine. So um or, you know, you put your motos in, but at the end of your motos, when all your work is done, you know, you're going to do some cross training and maybe you go do some play riding and, you know, you go do some tricks or go climb hills or, you know, whatever it is on your dirt bike. Cause like, then you can kind of kill two birds with one stone as well. Um, benefit number two is it's going to help you fine tune other motor abilities. So you know, you have a certain set of motor abilities that you need to perform on your dirt bike to be a good dirt bike racer. But doing other things like, you know, maybe snowboarding, being on a BMX bike, mountain biking, things like that. Um, there's going to be other motor abilities that you need to learn within them other sports to be good at that will overall generally help um, your just general athletic ability as an athlete in general. So this is really good for younger racers, especially under 16, to really be able to play multiple sports, learn multiple abilities, because what you're going to find as the athletes grow up and they get older and, you know, not so even just motocross, but in all sports, you kind of find like the best athletes in the world will probably be pretty good athletes in any other sports that they do as well. Um, And that's just because they're athletes versus just a really good basketball player. I mean, it happens sometimes, but um, it allows you to build up just an abundance of athletic potential. And that just makes you a much more well-rounded athlete and a much more well-rounded racer as well. Um, Also, in kind of working other motor abilities, it can potentially help eliminate overuse injuries. And... And in my experience, you don't get a lot of overuse injuries from racing dirt bikes. Um, You know, as long as you can eliminate the big impacts and the little nagging injuries from crashes and things like that, I I really don't see too many um, overuse injuries per se. But really more what I'm talking about is it's going to break up. Like if you're doing a lot of running and cycling, a lot of like high repetitive motions like that, uh, cross training could help potentially break up. Um will help you avoid overuse injuries from certain training methods you may be using during the week. And then again, it's just going to challenge you physically in different skill sets. Um, Then it's going to like basically push you out of your comfort zone a little bit to learn other things or to learn other abilities. Um, And again, in theory, that should all come back in nature and help you just be a better, potentially just get, you know, allow you to be a better uh, racer at the end of the day. Um, There's really no guarantees of that, but, you know, the more athletic abilities you can put in your body and you can learn, the better off you're going to be as an athlete. 
yes, we want to train specifically, but we don't have to always just be specific all the time, especially when you're younger, you want to be, um, learn as many abilities as you can as a young athlete. And the third benefit we're going to cover is really just allows you to enjoy other activities other than riding and racing dirt bikes. So, you know, sometimes we have these things that we have a lot of passion for, we work really hard for, and, you know, sometimes I think it just becomes a little overwhelming because like the thing that you care about the most, sometimes you can just kind of wear yourself out on because you're just going to do everything possible. You're going to, you know, put in all the work during the week in the gym. You're going to do your motos. You're going to, you know, practice all your techniques. You know, you're going to go to the races because you want to go to compete. You're not going to take weekends off. And sometimes that could just become a lot and it becomes like you put more pressure on yourself than what needs to be. So really cross training could just be a form of just a sense of freedom and a release from your passion. Like it just gives your passion a break for a minute to just kind of like ease up on everything. And again, just, it just provides that sense of freedom. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to do my work, but I also got this other bit, like these other hobbies that I kind of like too that just keep things fun. Um, you know, I really like being on my BMX bike and going to the pump track you know, so at least I got that too. Like you don't have to put all this pressure on like your only passion and it just allows that break. It allows a sense of just freedom from your own life. And you don't want to like become a prisoner in your own, a prisoner <laughs> to your own passion and your own goals and things like that. So, um, those are like the, really the three main benefits that I really find beneficial to cross training and, you know, it does give you a sense of, you know, maintaining uh, your fitness levels. It allows you to, you know, work on other motor abilities and it gives you a sense of freedom. So there are a lot of great benefits to this. You don't want to have to worry too much about, which we'll get into the drawbacks here in a second. But, um, you know, you don't want to put too much weight in your cross training. You kind of use cross training as a tool to kind of like throw in there like, sparingly like when you need it just like anything else in training okay so now let's talk about a couple of the drawbacks and i really only have two of them that i want to cover in this episode i don't want to go too deep because what i'm going to say is basically going to just sum it up here real quick but um the fact that it is unplanned activity is a drawback so why is it a drawback um you know you can't really track like you can't track your progress and the workload because if you're really doing cross training, it should be just more random activities. And, you know, so if you only relied on cross training for your fitness, you know, you could do that technically, but it's going to just be hard down the road when you want to replicate, um, what you were doing, you know, say in 2019 versus 2020, like you're not going to really have much to go off of other than like if it, is really truly all random work so it's really hot like that makes it hard to dial in specific abilities that you need to develop to be a better racer so like if you need to increase your strength levels it's really hard to rely on cross training to do that for you where it's just way easier just to learn strength training and you can easily just um you know get stronger that way like it's, it's a much more specific approach it'd be, you know, a lot harder to increase your anaerobic threshold by just relying on cross training. It will be, you know, 
really hard to work on hip mobility with just cross training. It would be really hard to work on, you know, shoulder stability with just cross training. All these little things that you want to target that, you know, like it's just hard to replicate in cross training because it's just unplanned activity. You're not targeting anything really specifically other than just other exercises or other sports. So it's hard to actually train physical abilities that you need to develop. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, because it is when you think when you're doing general things or you're just doing other sports, it's hard to target physical abilities. Um, and also too much of it can create, this is the second drawback, too much of it can create an overaccumulation of fatigue. So if you're doing this around the wrong time, around you know heavy competition, it can lead to more overall volume of fatigue if you're not respecting that. Um, and you can do it, overdo it at the wrong times too. So, you know, I'm going to give you two kind of examples here that are floating around in my head. You know, middle of the week, say you train really hard Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday should be a lighter day for you. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go do some cross training on Wednesday just to stay active as active recovery. But you end up kind of mountain biking with, you know, a couple buddies and they didn't do anything on Monday or Tuesday. So they're fresh but you're actually run down and you know, they want to do 10 extra miles because they're feeling good. And you just, you know, you don't want to be, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't want to have to like, just go back to the car and, and head home. You want to ride with them. So you could potentially, you know, overdo it on Wednesday and then the rest of the week, you're just not recovered. That goes into the weekend. Um, and you never feel like you've regained any kind of, you know, you never were able to shake the fatigue and you just carried that right into the weekend when you raced. So you never had time to actually recover. Um, that could be a situation. Also, it could be a situation where like, you know, maybe on Friday you, you go out to a lake and you do some wakeboarding and it's super hot out and you're not really hydrated <clears throat> and, you know, you're out there on the lake too long and the heat just gets to you and, and you go out to the track the next day. Um, and you're just fatigued from just basically too much activities, you know, on the lake to where, uh, it's just going to create an overall fatigue. So like, even though you have to, it's unplanned activity, you still should have some sort of a plan of like, Hey, this is going to be a good time to go do cross training versus, um, you know, not maybe doing it right before a big race or, or things like that. So, um, basically what the drawbacks are is it's unplanned activity. So, you know, if you're looking to really target specific abilities, cross training is not going to cut it for you in that, in those regards. And you have to still manage the fatigue aspect of it. You have to, you know, respect that because it's not like your body just shuts off, like accumulating fatigue just because you're doing something else. Like it accumulates fatigue from everything in your life. So you have to respect that element. Uh, that reality of the situation. So um, let's just wrap it up. Let me just give you a couple takeaways here. You know, you want to choose activities that you enjoy doing. And so like, just don't do cross training just because you heard my podcast and you think you need to go BMXing, you know, ride your BMX bike and you maybe don't even have one. Just do something that's close to what your sport is. Um, that's going to kind of create the same environment or a similar environment, whether it's skill set or, um, 
you know the energy output would be and but just keep it on planning you want to keep it fun you also want to plan these cross training sessions and thought with your current competition and training schedule so again you don't want to like you don't want to be placing these sessions you know when you need to be recovering or when you need to be um, getting ready for a race you should kind of keep these for after racing maybe more on the off season maybe the day after a race and using that as active recovery again it's unplanned but you have to still just you know keep it in thought process with what everything else is going on as well um, and use these you know use these sessions like i said before as a form of active recovery and a form of mental and emotional recovery too um, use them as an outlet and don't use them so much to really go hard in the paint with them it's just use them for fun use them for just use them for uh, that outlet and if you can manage that properly and be safe while you do these um, other forms of cross training um, you know it's really going to allow you to I think uh, enjoy the overall training process a little more it's going to um, you know, just kind of break that grind up from, man, I got another day at the gym. Oh, I got to do motos again. Like the sport that I'm supposed to love so much and I'm willing to put all this work in, you know, it just kind of allows you to step away for a minute and just do something else for a moment. And then you can come back and do your race prep, you know, after that. So, um, going to kind of wrap that up with those thoughts today. Um, you know, it is a very general topic because it's general activities. Hopefully you take, you know, you're able to take away some points here. Hopefully it's kind of help, you know, wrap your head and help you kind of plan what your cross training should be. If you even want to do any of it, um, I do encourage to do some a little bit. Um, even if it's like, you know, you like playing golf on your off days or, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be something specifically to your sport. It can be very broad. It could just be, you know, you like going to take your dog for a walk through the park. Um, it could just be something to where you're active, but not, it doesn't have to be anything related and it, and it can be general. So I know I'm kind of all over the place with this and, but I'm trying to create as much, really as much like options for you guys when it comes to cross training and what other kind of like just active release forms could be from outside of racing. So, uh, if you have any questions on this, let me know and we can touch base, kind of help, you know, plan some things for you. But, um, you know, in the meantime, my website, jytraining.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Joel Youngkins. And, uh, also right now, my ebook, the JYT Moto Method 2.0, it's now on sale, 75% off through Labor Day weekend and through next week as well. I also have two other training res resources that you'll get when you purchase the ebook. So again, this is only lasting for like another week. Um, so when you listen to this episode, go check that out on my website. It's under shop and under motocross training and you'll see the ebook. It's on sale. Um, I promise you that what I load up in this book is way more worth than what the sale is. It's even a lot more than what the actual price is of the book. Um, there's a eight week program in there. There's um, a bunch of motocross, just the methods that I use on a daily basis. 
And, um, you know, I really just break down like the why of what kind of how training really works. So really cool stuff. It's a resource that you can keep around for a long time and you can always go back to to take things and take take ideas away from it. Um, and uh, yeah, let me also know um, I'm doing online coaching. I have two spots open for custom coaching right now. We have a lot of people that are interested in actually getting ready for next season for 2021. Um, you know, this is kind of the time of year people start to look for training you know, not just to finish the year out strong, but to really start planning for 2020 and for next spring um, and getting their training, you know, just ahead of ahead of the schedule. So the custom coaching, we would be working more one on one. It's I'm sending weekly uh, training programs with that. And there's, you know, a lot of con- a lot of contact weekly and daily going back and forth. And, um, with that, just let me know how I can help you. Feel free to reach out. Let me know what kind of episodes you'd like me to, um, to do. What kind of, like, what, like, what are the things that you struggle with? What's the confusing things? And let me help them kind of make sense of that for you. So hope you have a good, uh, Labor Day weekend and talk soon. Be back with another episode here, hopefully in the next week or two. All right. Later.